Welcome to Reviving Mac. The story of a group of independents and their mission to rebuild their high street. Hello. <laughs> so no formal introductions because we already know each other. Yeah, that's um, right. And I know that you're called Ross. Yeah, you're called Brian. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and we are very near in age, only a year a year and a day between us. Yeah. Um, and we share we share many similar attributes, but we also share a workspace. Yep. Yeah, we both have shops in the Maxford Indoor Market. Yep. And we had a chat, well, really more more so today, and decided that doing a podcast would be something that we think we could do and help not just our high street, not just Macclesfield, not just Cheshire East, but this the problems that we encounter on a daily basis or a weekly basis are kind of things that are replicated throughout the country. Yeah. And how we really want to revive our high street and make it you know a, a destination for people to come. Yeah, completely. Absolutely agree. Um that that common ground and the passion around our high street we're not the only ones that have that in the country in the world we we all have um a passion to make sure that our our high street is thriving much like you would do if you lived in an apartment block in the middle of a city center and you've got a window box you're actually passionate about your window box yeah similar for the high street yeah. it's just a bigger window box exactly you know and I've, and I've heard it you know in the states as well the death of main street you know and and it's is I, I don't i'm a bit wary to call thing it's not a death of it's a it's it's just a, a chance for it to to be revived in or, or reimagined it if you like in a way that we want so we can make it into this mecca for independent business and macclesfield has already come so far we, we've seen um a lot of the big uh, stores move out of the town center and th they've moved you know further out of the town where there's free parking and all the all these uh great things so to speak but we already got over 200 independent smaller micro businesses in macclesfield town center already that's amazing, yeah. you know, and, and and that just shows that there there is there's there's the talent we have that already locally, um, but there's there's certain barriers that we all uh, you know come across that I think um, as a group or as or with groups you can help overcome. Yeah, and that that's actually a really important point about uh, that being an opportunity to do something better because during an evolution you're actually basing that evolution and that revival based on personal experiences and if you've witnessed something else being done well then actually you could go do you know what let's just do exactly the same as what's been done there because it works yeah or you could look at it and go i like how that worked why don't we put our own spin on that and we can put our own energy into that and our own creativity into that something that we've we've witnessed together in the in the group of businesses that have come together recently with 
totally locally Mac. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is that that's that's the great thing when you are reinventing something or reviving. It's in the image that you want, and we can take a bit of the northern quarter from Manchester and all markets from Altrincham and the new Congleton quarter uh, market that they've done just down the road and take all the all these great ideas where you know other passionate independent store owners and business owners have come together as a collective under various different banners and they've they've really put their stamp on things and we're in a unique opportunity to be able to do that in our own town it's it's fantastic yeah and imagine imagine that situation in a year's time two years time yeah people are looking at macclesfield yeah and they're going look what macclesfield did yeah in those two years yeah exactly look at how they did it let's see if we can learn some from what macclesfield did and you know we'll have learned from other towns that have done other things but we just absolutely well you only need to have a look at things like treacle market yeah what a roaring success it is amazing you top know, five market in the uk exactly and it's one it's one time a month it's yeah. the last the last sunday of every single month there's the treacle market and the town becomes swamped because people want they want the they don't want 24 7 tesco's and marks and spencers and amazon they want to meet makers they want to meet yeah. other creatives um, and they want to taste you know local foods and foreign foods and have it all accessible to them in a nice pedestrianized town center but we already have that platform it's already here we just got to make people understand and notice ah well the high street is a lot more than coffee shops and vape shops and charity shops because that's a big misconception I think, and, and we see it on social media constantly on our local pages. Well, there's no point going into Macclesfield because there's nothing there. Yeah. Because Marks and Spencer's and Poundland moved. And it's interesting, like mentioning Treacle Market, and Treacle Market's a huge success. Yeah. Uh, and it takes a, a team of people to make it that success, including the traders being in that team. They're obviously traders that are selling to people, but they're part of the Treacle team. Um, and every month, people come in droves they do coach coach loads of people come along because it's a destination is an experience yes and i think that's what people are craving they're craving an experience on a high street that has evolved yes and if people in the community see something that's different to what they're used to with the high street yeah it's accepting that evolution yeah. And understanding why that has happened and, and why that's taken. And one, you know, one of the things with Totally Locally that we've been uh, we've been chatting about quite a bit is if there's five pound a week spent for the population in Macclesfield in local independence, that's going to generate eleven point one million pounds worth of revenue over it's, the it's year. In, it's incredible. It's insane. But that's, it's insane. It, it's such a huge amount of money that's a small investment for the majority of people. And yeah. people might be listening to this now, saying, "Do you know what? That's just five pounds. What about if I spend ten pounds?" Yeah. Whereas actually, there's a bit of a culture where um, you know I was in scooping scales earlier on, and um, they've got a board where you pay it forward. Yeah. Why don't we have that mentality with the five pound a week? If that week you can spend ten pounds, it's likely someone's not going to be able to spend five pound that week. Absolutely. So therefore, you've spent their five pound for them. Yeah. Um, and the thing is that that's such a such a simple way of doing things. Is you know, if five pounds instead of going to Tesco's, 
to do you you know you okay you're not going to be able to buy absolutely everything independently in, in any town i don't think however if instead of buying a particular item at a supermarket or online come into town have a walk around walk around the market the the indoor market the outdoor market walk around all the independent stores you might actually be able to find that item that you were after right so so that's, and that's where your five pound goes in so you, you don't you don't necessarily have to make an effort to spend more mm, it's a replacement of what yeah, you've spent because already. you know like like the whole uh i can't remember which supermarket save uh, spend more save less or save less spend more whatever yeah you marketing know, team yeah, cringing well, over this one yeah exactly. you've forgotten you, their you, strap line yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll get over it yeah <laughs> well thing is all, what they're saying is if you spend more you'll save more and that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So instead of yeah replacing your shop with a multinational or large corporation, exchange that small amount that five pounds and come spend it with a local retailer. Yeah. Because that local retailer that's your neighbour. Oh yeah, completely. It's the guy that goes to the same pub as you, and the woman who picks up the kids at the school gates at the same time. Or well, they're the local business owners. They, they're your community yeah, already. Yeah, it's your kids' friends that they go around to the house of and they're having exactly. their tea yeah. every now and again. Exactly. It's like it, that's how the community works. I'll tell you what, really important point around um, swapping out your regular purchases and purchasing them locally. Um, something that we all try and do more of because that's why we've, you know, got ourselves involved in the communities, why we're sat here in front of microphones talking about this. And it's why we're involved in totally locally Mac. So we kind of get it. Um, having said that there's a lot of convenience and, and actually losing time is a big inconvenience. However, inconvenience is actually the ticket to spending that five pounds independently. Absolutely. And thing is, if if the if the other aspects of how we envisage our town are correct, um, it's not an inconvenience to come to Treacle Market. Well, it kind of is though, isn't it? It is. It is inconvenient. Well, well it can so, be. It, it can be, but... It is, it, it, but it's okay for it to be inconvenient. Yes. It's all right. Yes. So I actually quite like the idea of inconvenience being a way of life. Yes. Right? So everyone's... Um, Everyone's used to going to the supermarket and everything's in the aisles yeah. and it's all there. It all goes into the shopping basket. Over a period of time, convenience has been eroded a little bit because now it's hard to get a plastic bag. <laughs> so before... Well, it'll cost you 10p. Yeah. For but, one. But actually, it'll cost you money. But actually, in your mind, you have a barrier to get round of, do I need the plastic bag? Hopefully. Hopefully you're asking a question, do I need a plastic bag? Please ask that question. It's the starting point, you know, arguably. But that inconvenience means that you have to make that effort to think, well, actually, shall I not buy that from there? I'll buy that from the local refill shop. Yeah. I'll buy that from the local cheese counter, from the local butchers. Yeah. And, and, and just kind of make a game out of it. Yeah. Sh shift it out of the shopping basket in the supermarket into the high street and it goes the same for cards you know there's lots of lots of gift shops in mac yeah um uh there's lots of card shops in mac 
you know, people never sort of say there's too many card shops, but there are lots of card there shops. There is a lot of card shops. But there's lots of independent gift shops that do great cards. There is. So instead of getting a, oh, I've got to get a card for such and such when I'm in the supermarket, need to remember to do that. Just don't do it. Just yeah. get it from a local independent gift shop. And that that makes a massive difference to it's, those it's gift shop owners. It's a huge difference. And, you know, as we're both in the indoor market, just that person that stops by and has a chat and says, oh, I love I love, you, I love your shop. I love what you've done. Or, you know, oh, how long have you been here? That already, met, you've got that human connection straight away. Yeah, yeah. And that's amazing. That's something, you don't get that in Tesco. Apart from maybe... Uh, I love as you get to the till and that's it, you know, or do you need a hand with your shopping? Would you like a bag? That's your human interaction. But if you come into my shop, well, you'll have, we can have a proper chat and, you know, we can discuss things and have a laugh and, yeah. you know, and I can really find out what it is that you want or what you're after. And, you know, that's missing a great deal by convenient shopping. Yeah. You don't get that with Amazon. No, you don't. You You, you can get it in the supermarket aisles. So I'm just like, you know, almost playing devil's advocate a little bit to try and understand why do people still go to the supermarket? Yeah. When actually some of the supermarkets you go to, you have to queue to get out. Yes. And I'm like, that's, that's almost a bit prison-like, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. know, I, I've got to wait to get out of this place. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you go by bike, you're like straight and the, in, and straight then you, out. You, but, yeah. you, you, can, you can also when people say, well, it's inconvenient because I have to park in town mm. and then I have to walk over to the shops. That's but if right. you go to Tesco's when it's busy on a Saturday, for example, you might be parking six, seven, eight hundred metres away from the store and you've got to walk across all that busy car park yeah, yeah, to yeah. get there. Well, you, in Macclesfield, you, you can park above the shopping centre or you can park across the road yeah. and make a 50 metre or 100 metre walk. Yeah. Okay, it might cost, cost you 80, 90 pence for the for the convenience of parking there mm. however like you say you're swapping one thing for another so, so there's two things there isn't there so you mentioned about amazon and shopping like in fact let's not say about amazon no, let's online shopping online shopping um it's really easy for us to kind of say well that's that's where people buy stuff online yeah. but we know that people shop elsewhere online yeah, of course they do um so people shopping online it's that one click analogy i've found something I've got it and it's coming tomorrow. Now, SLAs are being difficult to stick to yep. for deliveries yep. because the amount of uh, the climb of e-commerce yep. versus how much logistics is possible to be able to get it to people's doors, all of a sudden next day deliveries come the day after. Yep. And it's amazing how much consumers are just kind of like, well, I'll have to live with that. You know, I didn't need it next day anyway. I don't need yep. Why did you ask for it next day? Did you just get it like two days? Yep. Get it in a week. You yep. don't have to have it next day. Anyway, so from that angle of online shopping, it's the perception of the one click and it's like it's easy. Yeah. What what if there was a way of helping consumers and the local population to get that experience and to connect with it closer to the high street? If you come into, well, I can only use, if somebody comes into my shop, for example, you came into my shop a couple of days ago and you bought a jacket from yeah, me. Top jacket. Very nice jacket. Thanks. And you're wearing it now. Thank you very good, much. I don't good, know if you've done it in my honour. Good content for a podcast yeah. this, but the jacket <laughs> looks awesome. But you, you, you bought a jacket. Now, that 
that jacket originated from another customer coming in and giving me that jacket to sell. Yeah. Um, so there's already been at least two or three interactions before you even came in and said, look, I'm in, I'm looking for a jacket. What have you got? And I showed you that. And then from that, your other friend, Graham, um, he came in and he bought a jacket and I, I, I've customized the jacket for him and all these things. Well, if you came in and asked for a jacket, well, I've got jackets. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to, uh, you, we've already took out the click and, you know, searching on the internet. Well, you can, you had a physical browse, you could touch it, you could feel it, you could try it on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it fits. And then when Graham came in, I, I really like this jacket. It's a bit big because he's a very slight frame. Yeah. Well, no problem. I'll, I'll sew some darts in the back and da 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 da. Picked it up the next week and he's got a, a you know, completely customized bespoke jacket. Well, nobody had to touch the internet no. or our phones or anything else. Arguably, arguably that started with a journey of. I'm going to refuse that plastic bag about eight years ago because hmm. the obsession of wanting to put into the local community yeah. starts you on a journey of actually, I'm going to go and see what that new shop's about. So when you opened, I was kind of like, got chatting to you yeah. um, and understood about what you were doing and, and uh, what your focus was. I was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Sounds good. That I'm going to come and have a look. Yeah. Um, so I, I search out for those situations yes. because I want to support the local community. Yeah. And I think duplicating that versus the, oh, it's dead easy for me to go onto social media and say, oh, great, another coffee shop. Can't believe that's opened up. Yeah. Whereas actually those people should, in in some sense, almost protect their window box a little bit and kind yeah. of go, do you know what? Let's just live on the fact that that there's something open in that I might not be fully into for whatever reason, yeah. but don't go on and just badmouth it. Just go and embrace it and go and see what else is yeah. there. Go Cause and explore. Because I, I tell you what, that coffee shop would love you to spend £2, £3, whatever it costs for a cup of coffee, then you go into Costa in town yeah. or going to, um, you know, one of the, the, the high street chains that are still, you know, are in very prominent positions in Macclesfield. You know, you can just go off the side street on onto Chestergate, for example, and that's yeah. a plethora of independent coffee houses. Yeah. And you can go and you can have the, the coffee that suits you. You can sit inside, you can sit outside, you can have music, you can have no music, you can have it like an old store old school cafe or something a bit more upmarket. You know, th- there's there's something for everybody. So just to check on that, you don't have to go into eight coffee shops a day, do you? I'm just checking what the rules are. <laughs> Not with my heart. For no. independent coffee shops. <laughs> just in case anyone's listening to this going, we've got eight coffee shops. Why do we need eight coffee shops? You can go in them sporadically here and there. You don't have to go in you them do all what, you, could, you could do one a day. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it really is that easy. And I think, you know, probably the, the sum of all the things we've spoken about is that it's really easy. Yeah. It's not inconvenient. No. Because you can build it into your week. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to, I won't go to Tesco's or I won't go to Sainsbury's. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and get X from the butchers in the in the indoor market or on um, Church Street or what have you. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to tell what, I'm going to go to that new coffee shop. See yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, just have a look yeah, in. Yeah. Just go in, have, have, a, have a cup think, of tea. Sometimes I think when I see comments about, oh, there's too many of these kind of shops in a town centre. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder whether those 
people that are just making those comments are actually regurgitating things that they've heard someone else say. Exactly. And I'm like, well, that, do, that, do you actually know what that's doing? That's why it's on five different pages on on Facebook and Instagram yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's the same people. Just, I think they just, you know, they want they they, they just have a negative outlook mentally, and, and that, that, that's that's our challenge. Yeah, that, that's what our podcast is about: is changing those those views. Yeah, we need to revive our town centre. Tell you what, I need to do: have a break. Should we have a break? Let's do it. Let's have a break. Welcome. Uh, today on the episode, we have Rolf and Co, and we've got Gavin, and we've got Jenny. Hi, guys. Hi, Rolf. How are we doing? Yeah, doing brilliant, thanks. How are you two? Yeah, not bad at all. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. So, we've uh, welcomed you into the Reviving Mac studio today to uh, chat about your business. Tell us a little bit about Rolf and Co. Uh, so Rolf & Co, we're a family photography business, uh, so we specialise in photographing any kind of family, um, getting the best out of everyone, so whether that's kids, teenagers, babies, pets, um, we've got 15 years experience with getting the best out of everyone, so making sure we're keeping everyone having fun, so we try and keep things nice and relaxed in the studio and yeah, hopefully get some beautiful pictures at the same time. Cool, and whereabouts are you in Mac? So we're on Backwall Gate, which is in the Castle Quarter. So it's just down off Mill Street. Cool. And uh, your, I was I was over there yesterday, um, and down on the cobbles, down on Backwall Street, it's just it's it's kind of got that brilliant, I don't know, tra- traditional um, Macclesfield feel about it. Is it is there a reason why you chose that location, or what, why did you jump in to get in the studio there? Um, we were having like a little look round and we were taken down there to have a look at a unit and we just, obviously it looks amazing down there. It just feels, like you said, like so Macclesfield and it felt like there was like a nice vibe down there, wasn't there? And um, the just the studio, once we went inside, it was just perfect. Perfect size and everything for us and our studio, really. Yeah, we need quite high ceilings for our lights. <laughs> yeah. So it was every every commercial unit we looked at was these horrible little boxes. So to find a gorgeous building like that and then have the right space was amazing yeah so, something i don't really think about high ceilings and being five seven and a half <laughs> <laughs> walking into the place actually now you've said that it is it's quite yeah. vaulted isn't it yeah it's so beautiful. for getting your equipment in and out it's, and uh, yeah it's just a beautiful a beautiful space but yeah like you say as well it's got that really nice feel to it down there as well especially i think that there's been a few more businesses arrived since we have as well but we've got a nice little community feel down there as well yeah which has been cool lovely. Amazing. Yeah, it's a lovely part of town. So how did you get into, like, when did the photography passion start? Where did that come from? Just to get a bit of an understanding of how we've got to here. Well, for me, I grew up with a camera in my hand. My mum was an amateur photographer from when I was very young. So I think that there's a photo I've taken on a SLR when I was about four. So cool. it's very shaky, by the way. It does, it's not good. But it, yeah, so I've always kind of done it. And then we, we actually met at uni studying photography. So yeah, it's kind of always been there in our lives, hasn't it? And where was that? What university was that? Uh, Staffordshire. 
All right, cool. Yeah, so nice. fairly local, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just down yeah. the road. So it's got this uh, this picture in my mind of a four year old with an SLR and the parents kind of going, you "Just you know, is it going to be okay? He's not going to drop that. Is he? Is he all right?" I've still got that camera as well. Actually, yeah, it's it's not particularly working, but it's sat in a cupboard in our living room. And cool. I even got a tattoo of the same camera. So yeah. Oh, wicked. That's what 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 camera is it? So it's Pentax MX. All right. Cool. Yeah. Nice tattoo. Uh, yeah, so um, what was the photo you took? Can you remember what that photo was? I think it was a boat. I think it was Gloucester Docks. I think, I think that's off the... Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to ask The docks name. in Gloucester, <laughs> yeah. and you got a brilliant picture of a boat. I think brilliant needs four. inverted comments around it, yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> a shaky photo of a boat when you were four, and that was the catalyst of yeah, starting exactly. out photography. Cool. And now you're taking amazing photos of families and and pets as well. You do You do lots of... well. You know, pets being part of a family anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I, I said probably fifty percent of our customers, maybe even more, bring dogs in. Yeah, and we obviously we've had the odd the odd the odd cat here and there. They're a little bit less willing to do things than dogs, but um, we've had rabbits, snakes, guinea pigs, lizards, birds. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. everything. No one's bought a goldfish in yet, but I keep hoping. <laughs> There's time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're kind of open to anything with stuff like that, as long as it's not going to eat me. I'm quite happy. So. So, so literally anything goes then. You've got oh, the, yeah. the family group, whoever's a part of the family, you're willing to welcome Yeah, and it, any kind of studio. family dynamic. You know, we've had people come in with their chosen families and then we've had, yeah, adopted families, fostered families, things like that as well. And, it, you know, it's your family. That's, that's the important do you know, thing. Do you know what? Some people, and I have been known to do this myself actually, talk to their plants at home. Does that make them members of the family? Could someone come in with a plant yeah. and have a photograph with their favourite plant? As long as they can get that? it up the stairs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said that with the same, we, we have people bringing all sorts of things as well. So we encourage people to bring things along to make it, we want to personalise things as much as possible. Yeah, cool. So, we, you know, we've had things like bikes and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, a plant is, I suppose, then halfway between a pet and a item yeah definitely. So, yeah yeah, yeah we, we as we said anything as long as you can get up the stairs we'll be absolutely fine so. yeah cool and uh talking about getting up the stairs you've got um you've got a little uh pet of yourself haven't you <laughs> um there over at the studio i met him the other day tell us a little bit about about your pet and and uh <laughs> and his part of your life he's brilliant oh yeah ralph he's our pug so He's turning eight this month, next month, October. It's <laughs> really there. Um, so yeah, he's like our little—he's our little model, really, isn't he? He's, we've been taking photos of him since we got him as a puppy. So he's just there all the time, and he loves to meet all the customers. And yeah, cries if he doesn't get to meet everyone that comes in. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a good uh, icebreaker and kind of nice thing to relax you into the environment. You meet a dog, you get a kiss. Most people are happy with that. Not everyone, yeah. but most people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's helped once as well in a shoot we've had a couple of shoots where a child's been upset and (laughs) they're like oh he really likes dogs i'm like okay (laughs) he's on the payroll as well i mean yeah yeah, basically we we did initially list him on the website as a director for tax purposes decided that if we ever got audited they might get upset by that so that that got changed obviously he just to be clear he isn't a director for tax purposes That Just was in a case joke. any tax advisors are actually yeah, exactly. listening to this podcast. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, um, I mean, when I was in the studio, seeing some of the striking photos that you've got of the pets that are in the welcome area and also the family, it's really cool. Um, I've got a pet myself and, you know, I never had a pet when I was younger. I didn't quite get it. But when you have a pet, you know 
what it's like for them to be a part of the family group. So it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nice. I don't think there's not a lot, there obviously is others, but there's not a lot of photography studios that let dogs in. Um, and the same, I think it's getting better full stop everywhere that dogs are allowed in places more and more and they are becoming almost more part of the family these days. So yeah, it's important, definitely important. And yeah, especially as, you know, even if, it, if it's, we have quite a lot of couples come in, yeah, and as soon as you've got a dog in there, it's so much more relaxing to have your photo taken. It's less awkward. It feels more comfortable. So, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, cool. I'll have to come over for a Ralph fix over to the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah, always welcome. Recording. Anyone's welcome to come yeah. in for cuddles with Ralph. <laughs> I think he, he, in his little brain, he thinks that our business is people pay money to come in and have some cuddles with him. That's what I thought it was, to be yeah, honest. I when mean, you told me you did photography, I was like, all oh, right, really? I thought it was just a cuddle studio for yeah. books. Thought we we have joked about starting a, a kissing booth at Treacle Market sometime. <laughs> I, th I think that'd go down quite well. I mean, I'll, I'll be at the front of the queue. <laughs> I love Ralph. He's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, so it's about capturing the family's story. Absolutely, yeah. So it's not just... I think people get into their heads something that's quite traditional about photography, where you're sat, you're looking awkward, you're showing your teeth at the camera. I mean... Saying cheese is a swear word in our studio. Like you get told off for saying that anytime. So we try and keep every <laughs> everything's about interaction and being natural. So you might be tickling each other, running around together, jumping on each other. You know, we'll try and keep it as fun as possible. So because yeah, I think there is this stigma with photography that you're going to feel uncomfortable. And like I get every adult coming to me and saying, "Oh, we hate having our pictures taken." And I'd like to think that every single one of them leaves saying, oh, no, that was good. Or that wasn't quite so painful is less good. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, people have fun with us and it is, it's nice and chilled in our studio. We try and keep things relaxed. I think it is interesting that, though, isn't it? And obviously from your perspective, like you all have dealt with different types of personalities over the years. Just a bit. <laughs> How how do you get around that? I mean, you've already talked about like Ralph's there, and he's he's a really calming factor within the studio. You've got a really nice studio uh, surrounding, but how do you make people people feel comfortable that they can just be themselves? I think a lot of that comes from experience of dealing with people. Um, you know, we've been doing this for fifteen years. Ralph and Co have been there for five and a half, but um, in that, just every day dealing with people and just knowing what's going to relax them. And that can be as simple as thing as I've spotted the husband in the corner who sat there not making eye contact with me, knowing he's definitely been dragged along to this. Um, and just saying, <laughs> just saying, is there anything you want from this? And just involving him and just things like that. Not to say it's just the men that feel dragged along. Yeah, Obviously, it's it does husband, go, it? It does go both husband. ways, but <laughs> that is a common thing. Um, yeah, so it's just a case of knowing that you've got to include everyone and finding common ground with those people as well. So even if it's just spotting him wearing a football shirt and starting to chat about that and just getting him into it, you know, we take the time in reception to relax and kind of get into the moment with people a little bit and get to know them a bit as well. Yeah, cool. Um, and I think it's it's one of those where it's a snapshot in time, isn't it? I always think about with the photo, because we've had... Um, family portraits done in the past and uh, and it's that snapshot in time that actually you can you can revert back to in your mind and that's the way i always when i look at photos of the family on our walls i'm like i remember that yeah, yeah it's memories absolutely i think some people 
imagine a photo as being almost a record, whereas actually I think it's a memory. It's it's much more important than just capturing what someone looks like. It's about capturing what they were like at that time. Yeah. So we we get ones where you'll you'll get a child pulling a silly face, and to me that has got to be the best photo. (laughs) Because while you want the perfect image of your family on the wall right now, in ten years' time, the one you appreciate is the one that makes you smile. Yeah. And that is so important. Yeah. And none of us are perfect, are we? No, imperfection's so, good, definitely. So yeah. taking the imperfections and making them amazing, it's like you know, I think it's something that should be celebrated. Really. Yeah, so absolutely. Cool. Yeah, we we get yeah we we'll, we'll often get to the end of a viewing appointment and someone sat there choosing between for their big family wall picture one where they're kind of all looking nice and then one where they're all messing around, looking silly, tickling each other. Everyone's laughing with their mouths open, and I'll always encourage that second one I, I genuinely believe that in 10 years time that is the one that you're loving still or even more yeah cool um so you've had lots of varying types of families and pets that have been in the studio what haven't you had and what have you thought do you know what one day a llama is going to come in and oh. go up the stairs <laughs> i've always wanted a goat in i've always wanted, a wanted goat. A i don't goat. know why i <laughs> always had this image of you know those amazing goats that you see in like yoga videos and stuff like that I'd love to have a goat in I worked at a (laughs) studio previously I'd had sheep and horses in but never a goat bucket list I have a weird bucket list clearly (laughs) (laughs) we can go into the bucket list in another episode we can definitely do that Um, so if anyone's listening and they do have a pet goat and they want to have their family portrait done Rolf and Cove put it straight out there that they're welcoming your Goat, goats are part of the family too. Billy can cut co- Billy Goat. There you go. Billy Goat can come in, have his photo taken with the family. Of course he's called Billy. And you've ticked off one item from Rolf and Co.'s bucket list. <laughs> so Rolf and Co, was it I mean, you know, you've got Ralph. Yeah. Was it did the sign writer just sort of make a bit of a mistake and you were like, Oh, that'll do, it's all right. I forgot my brush. Why, uh, why is it wrong? Everyone everybody assumes we've named the business after the dog. We really should have named it after him in retrospect. But um <laughs> our surname is Rolf. So there we go. That's why. So but, we are cruel enough to call our dog Ralph Rolf. But that's brilliant though. Ralph Rolf. I love that. When <laughs> you, you told you me hear that, the vet, okay. he just it's just good. You can hear him seething under his voice, like, why are they making me say this? Yeah, because they come out, don't they? Oh, they the read the dog's names say, out, yeah. Ralph Rolf. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like like our dog's called Roxy, and the the vet will come out and say Roxy Hope. Oh, like, oh see, Roxy yeah. Hope sounds like a rock star. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. She is that. a rock star. Yeah. To be fair, she's great, but I'm biased. Obviously, <laughs> everyone is. Yeah. So uh, coming into um, uh, a period of the year where we're going into uh, Christmas time, things like that. What what does thing what do things look like between now and Christmas for you? How what kind of things take place? What's what's happening? Um, we get a lot like quite busy uh, coming up to Christmas, so we get a lot of like bigger around Christmas as well, like around Christmas and New Year. Lots of families like when they're together make the most of it. Like bigger groups come in, so um, we're getting a bit busier in the studio. We do a few more like markets and things so there's christmas markets um so we'll be doing treacle a couple of times won't we yeah um and yeah so we we tend to find that kind of our christmas is october and november whereas obviously most retail businesses their their christmas is december we have to get all our orders sent off to our lab by the first week of december so obviously most people are buying big 
pictures for the wall. Yeah. So we have to, it takes, normally we take up to four weeks to get those back. So once they've been, they been, Jen spends a few hours editing those and making sure everything's perfect. Then obviously they're, they're, they're handmade. So there's kind of a whole process with that to get them back. Um, so yeah, we have to get them ordered by that first week of December. So we get everybody booked in in November. So we'll find November's very, very busy. Um, so get booked in soon for November. Um, but everyone always rings up at the last minute, obviously. So that's normal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we have to kind of get everything back in time. And so we, we kind of get everything in and our, our Christmas becomes November, which is very strange, which means we have to put our decorations up even earlier than everyone. We won't. We'll do it way too late, I'm sure. But <laughs> we were designing kind of Christmas um, flyers and things the other day, which felt very, very strange, but got to be done, hasn't it? Cool. And um, so thinking about gifting portraits or gifting studio sessions and things like that, can you do that? Can you come in and buy it as a gift as opposed to a we're organising to all come in? So someone's coming in towards a, a birthday or a celebration. Can you come and buy a, a voucher or does it work like that? Yeah, or? so some people come in and get photos order the big picture and give that as a gift. Yep. Some people buy a voucher. So we do a photo shoot voucher for £20. Okay. That gets them the photo shoot, a viewing appointment and £50 to spend. Cool. So they get a little bit extra included yeah. by spending that £20, they get in 50 That's a deal. We've also just introduced a gold package, yep. which is £49 and that gets them £100 to spend. Yep. That one lasts a little bit. So the first one is actually a two month expiry date. Um, the second one's actually six months. So again, that's kind of geared towards gifts a little bit more that yeah. if you wanted to buy something for the grandparents to come in with the whole family and the grandkids, they've got a little bit longer to use it because let's face it, organising that many people is a bit of a nightmare. Oh, good. Cool. Um, and we we met uh, recently, didn't we? Yeah. Um, through uh, Totally Locally. Yes. So exactly. let's chat a little bit about Totally Locally. Um so everyone coming together as local businesses, what does that mean to you as being a part of the high street in, in Macclesfield and, and being able to connect with other retailers and other businesses in the area? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we always loved Mac for having that in the first place, that just the, the community feel and lots and lots of small businesses who all support each other. Uh, you know, Mac doesn't have the big brands and even recently a lot of them have we're losing them, unfortunately, but we have got hundreds of amazing local businesses and we love that in the first place. And something we always talked about is organizing a little bit more. And unfortunately, that was never something we got around to doing or had the time to do. So um, Yvonne kind of stepping up and doing a lot of that organization has been amazing. Yeah. Obviously, we've ended up being roped in, as you have. So yeah. <laughs> we've ended up doing a lot more, but it's, that's what you want. And just seeing... This small businesses come together to support each other is so important. You know, we, we've got the lovely little castle quarter by us and we've always, all our businesses have always talked. We've got a WhatsApp group and communicate and share each other's stuff. But to make the whole of Mac do that together is so important. And, you know, I, th I think high streets these days are small businesses. I, you know, there's less and less of the big brands in there. And while we still need them to bring people to the high street, People come for the big brands, but they stay for the little ones. And Mac has got so many of those. It's amazing. Yeah, cool. All right, brilliant. Um, well, that brings us to the end oh, no. of our quick. podcast. <laughs> I know, wasn't it? Uh, is there anything else you want to share before we finish off? Oh, God, you're putting us on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut this bit out. Or we might not do. We might leave it in. <laughs> leave awkward silences in. It's always yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thanks very much for joining us. That was Rolf and Co, Gavin and Jenny. Yeah, thank and this you very is much. Reviving Mac. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Welcome back to Reviving Mac. Hello. <laughs> We're back. I didn't actually have confession. I didn't have tea and I didn't have any coffee. But I am about three quarters of the way through a can of metric, otherwise known as a pint, marble canned beer produced to Imperial Standards from Manchester. So an almost local, well, it's a local brewery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've got um, Track, Sonoma. That's what I'm uh, two thirds of the way through on at the minute. Um, we picked these cans up from R&G Beer Vault before on the way over. Not sponsored by them yet. No, not yet. No, there's time. Yeah. <laughs> we paid for these. Well, you paid for them. Then. Sorry. We, we, the royal we. Yeah, the royal we, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it tastes really good. So that was Another that, sip. That was a good, um, a good interview you did earlier. Obviously, I wasn't contrary to the to the interview, but listening to it back then, it was really, really interesting. Yeah, no, it was cool. And actually, there's uh, some parallels in what we were talking about before about the consumer's perspective around the high street. And then you've got the retailer's perspective on the high street. Yeah. Because Gavin and Jenny were both saying that they chose Macclesfield as a place to start their business and to grow their business um, because they loved the community feel. Yeah. Uh, and I do believe it's something that's unique. Um, it's something that town centres probably had a lot of in the past. And as we battle more and more with the convenience of shopping online, which means that there's less people in the town centres for whatever reason, yeah. um, having a community that holds that up as a foundation yes. is essential. Well, and, and this is what we're about. This is why, why the podcast exists. Yeah. You know, on the back of why they chose this place. Well, we wouldn't know Gavin and Jenny. No. If we weren't all part of, you know, a community. And we're, okay, we're a community of retailers or business persons or whatever you want to call it, but we are nonetheless a community. And our community relies on the wider community, you know, and, it being so friendly, it being accessible, and being you know a place that people want uh, want to come to. I think it was was it twelfth in the country, twelfth happiest place, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, which is ace. It is ace. And the thing is, it is a happy place. I've lived all over the country. I've lived all over the world, and I moved here eight eight be eight years ago in two weeks uh, when I when I met my wife Kelly, and I've lived here. Um, for what seven and a half years, best place I've ever lived. Yeah, so I've been, I, I don't need to move in. I've been here twenty years. Yeah, um, and prior to that, I'd visited a few times, but my brother's been here a lot longer. All right. Um, my brother came here when I was uh, sixteen, a few years ago, and um, he's kind of been in and out Macclesfield, uh, and he lives here now as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely that community feel. I I think is a unique thing that joins up retailers. Yes. So totally locally, bringing it all together and and being a catalyst to bring all those retailers together for a reason yeah. is definitely the reason why at Monocle Cafe a few weeks ago, I'd suggested about doing a podcast and that's why we're sat here. Yeah. 
because if you didn't have that community to kind of gather the momentum behind an idea, something would just not get out of the blocks. Well, well, it wouldn't, and we wouldn't actually be sat in this studio, no. which which is a stone's throw from where we both work. Yeah, you know, it, we've got everything. Everything's already here, and you know, we we did talk a little bit in the break um, about. I don't. You know, I don't if I say ignorance, I don't mean it in a rude way, but if you don't know what you don't know. No. And if you don't know that something is available to you, how can you possibly use it? And you don't even know the value of it. If you don't know it's, it's there, yeah. you don't know the value of it. That's Absolutely. the important thing. Isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, we, we spoke uh, spoke about um, Rolf and Co. Yeah. And, and, and what, um, they are, what they can offer. And what, the, what that offer is is way above what you can get if you walked into a Max Spielman's or what have you. And it's yeah. not to speak ill of, of any other, you know, national brand, what have you. And I'm not poo-pooing them all because, you know, we all rely on them. We all use them. Yeah. Um, but the value that that independent business can, can bring yeah. to your, and making it an experience that, that, you know, can often far outweigh cost. People would often prefer to come back to Rolf & Co., for example, to, for their photography requirements, rather than go, oh, yeah, I know I could go into Boots and get, you know, me film printed or go to Max Spielman's or whatever it might be. You know, they will go back to, to go and see Gavin and Jenny because they feel them part of that community. Yeah, and like I was saying well, when we were chatting about it in the break, Every time you look at a family portrait where you've had an experience like you get at Rolf & Co, um, you get taken back to the experience yeah. and you've got the fun of it, the excitement, the unpredictability element. And it's all, our brains are really quite smart in that way, that they anchor all the feelings. What did it smell like? What did it sound like? What are the feelings? Well, you get that, that dopamine hit to, yeah, hit again cool. every time you look at it. I get it all the time when I look at family portraits at home. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it's you know, and it's fantastic. And that's what it is. You're creating an experience. Yeah. You know, you really are. Well, I did it um, recently. Um, I'd taken a picture when I was on holiday uh, and I just went and got it blown up on the high street and i went to um medina who do framing on the yep. high street in macclesfield and um uh they they were basically saying we don't need to do a bespoke frame for you just get one off the shelf but i got it a bit bigger and they gave me some advice yeah. so it's kind of like if i'd have just ordered online i'd have ordered the size of the photo put the photo in it i wouldn't have had the backing card around yep. it it'd look all right but it looks great now because they've given me advice. I've sized up. They've make, taken a card and the backing card was in a particular color that pulls out colors. Exactly. In the, and, like, and, you don't yeah. get that when no. you shop online. It no. didn't cost me any more to do no, that. I no, just it get it. No. And, and that, that's, that's adding value. And I think that's a lot, for a lot of businesses about adding value. So if you take your business, Ross, you know, Elov, it, your, you add value to what it is that you do because what you're doing i don't is it i'm not sure if it it's not unique because there, there are others that that do it but in terms of, if you want to deliver something locally there's not many other people that can deliver it in the same way that you do no i know we haven't spoken on the podcast about exactly what it is that you do yeah um but you know that adds value because you can you're delivering lit in the literal and you know, physical sense something unique, yeah, 
that yeah. others, others are unable to do. Yeah. Nobody has a shop in Macclesfield, as far as I'm aware, that's the same as mine or similar to mine. Yeah. So very, you can't go and get that experience elsewhere. Yeah, very similar, very similar kind of shopping experience in that uh, when I come to your shop yeah, um, and I'm kind of looking through some of your great pre-love clothes and then I look at the bespoke clothing that you make, it is from my perspective, I'm kind of like, well, there's comparisons there to something that, I've probably seen it's probably been on a on a peg of a shop like Oi Polloi or yeah. it's been online somewhere and it's a, it's it's a special purchase. Yeah. Um and right in fact on the back of uh, back of the jacket that I bought from you it says buy less choose well yeah. make it last. Yeah. And when I bought that I didn't know it was on the back of it. No. And then turned it around. I was like, I quite like that mantra. Researched it a little bit. And then you told me it was Vivian, Vivian Westwood. Westwood. Yeah. And I was like, well, I wouldn't have got that experience elsewhere. This no. is a bespoke bit of clothing that one of your customers had brought in. Yeah. And I kind of like, yeah, I, I sit well with that. I, yeah. I feel like I can make that last. Yes. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and you wear it well. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so... As we sort of loop round and we talk about community and yeah. we talk about um, taking an inconvenient choice yes. with the intention of taking something as little as five pounds a yeah. week and taking it to independence to yeah. create a potential pot of 11.1 million pounds over yeah. the year, it is that inconvenient, that leap of inconvenience that yes. lots of consumers will struggle to get their head round. Yeah. How how can we summarize that as a, this is what we're going to cover in the podcast series. These are the kind of challenges we're going to debunk, get round, help people with. Well, uh, part, partly I think it is uh, you know, debunking, um, you know, because there's a lot of myths about this. Things, I don't think sh shopping isn't like a, a new fandangled thing, um, but we've changed our habits over the, certainly over the last three or four years. You know, the, the high street absolutely has changed and it's probably had to change for the better. And we've lost a lot of big re retailers and a lot of s small retailers as well um, because they haven't been able to change or change quickly enough yeah. to be able to um, meet the demand of what people want. But in me, uh, only owning a shop for a very short amount of time, a physical shop, there's clearly a want because people – a lot of the um, people keep coming back because oh, I just wanted to see if you got some other stuff in. I just wanted to have a, a route through this and I want to see this. And, you know, I just love what you do. And it reminds me of my granddad's shed and, all, you know, all these things because people want it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they can't, you can't get that online. No, no, you can you look can't. at a picture and go, oh, yeah, that looks like my granddad's garage or yeah. my dad's, you know, old tools. Yeah. But if you want to go, go in there and you can pick something out and I always give people like gift ideas and people say I, my um my granddad or my dad was a, a joiner and he's retired I said well what you could do is you could buy it an old you know an old chisel or something like that you know some of my ones you know they might be 60 70 years old but they're in immaculate condition so you could mount that and you know give it to your dad as a present yeah, you know, yeah. put it on the wall so just something like that because cool. a bit you know that bit of nostalgia you know that you, you can't buy that online. No, no, you can't. And that's got a story behind it as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you might not know the full story of that vintage tool or that vintage jacket or that pre-loved bit of clothing. Yeah. 
Um, but it's got a story behind it and, you know, you're making things fresh. Yes. You've got a story behind yeah. why you're doing that as well. Yeah. Um, and I think getting that experience by interacting with people, yeah. it's, it, it's just about having that interaction yeah, and finding the places that are maybe in individuals' lives lesser explored yes. and exploring further and you might discover something new and yeah. that's what it's all about. And it? when we bring these guests on, they're bringing in their own, their, not only their own perception and their own experience, but also they can then demonstrate this is what we can we we can offer this to you yeah to you and I don't just mean you as looking at you I mean to you the listeners yeah because you know if you didn't know who Rolf and Co were well you know who they are now and you're like wow I didn't actually know that you could actually get that done in Mac yeah you know and that's fantastic that you know that's just opened up so many doors and it doesn't matter you can live in Berwick upon Tweed you can live in Edinburgh in London I can guarantee you you're going to have a similar to Rolf and Co in your town, in your city or what have you. Yeah. And those, those independent shop owners, they would love your support. Yeah. I tell you what, every time somebody comes in, how much is that, mate? It's a fiver. Here you go, mate. I tell you what, that, there's, there's no better feeling than it's not, it's not just earning the money because you don't earn all of that five pounds, but somebody's come in and they've made an effort to come in and see me. Yeah. Not me personally, to see, you know, to buy something. To be in the town, yeah. yeah. And I'm so grateful that they've come. Yeah. I am grateful to every single person where you spend 50p or 500 pounds. I'm really, really grateful. That's it. And it's hard. It's hard. It, being in business is hard. Yeah. And when... With a capital A. Yeah, yeah. And when you're, when you're uh, battling with people um, who, who potentially don't believe in the high street as much as what others do. Yeah. It's like, well, actually that's an external factor. It's like someone that is in your tribe that's yeah. actually not fully on your side. And it's like, well, why are you being like that? Why, why, why aren't you embracing the evolution, the change, be on our side a bit. And if you don't want to be on our side, just don't get involved in the conversation. Just stay out of it. That's the way I view it. Yeah. The way well, I look yeah, well it. I think, you know, social media has a lot to answer yeah. in, in that respect. But you know that's that's part of what what we want to do. We want to change those those misconceptions. But it's probably you know we could wind this up. Um, it's I've I've really enjoyed it, Russ. Yeah, and I hope me too. you know it's episode one, um, and I hope that we can we can add episodes two, three, four, five, and, and go off exponentially. Yeah, we will.